Welcome to the Private School Leader Podcast, where private school leaders learn how to thrive and not just survive as they serve and lead their schools. I strongly believe that it is possible to have a long and happy and fulfilling career as a private school leader. And my passion is to help you figure out exactly how to do just that right here on the Private School Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Minkus. Okay, I'll admit it that today's title, the title of today's episode, is one of the stranger titles that I've come up with. But trust me, hang in there. Um, I'm going to make sure that you get some value from today's episode. And it is titled, What If Your Head of School Was a Social Media Influencer? So I want to tell you about the most famous person that you've probably never heard of. And her name is Addison Ray, and she is a social media influencer. She is a TikTok personality with 88 million followers, and she has 40 million followers on Instagram. And she grew up like most uh, many young girls. Um, she grew up as uh, being obsessed with dance. And when, when TikTok became really, really popular in 2019 and little different clips of music would come out that she, Addison Ray, was one of the ones who popularized TikTok dances that went viral. And she got quite a following, as I said, nearly 90 million TikTok followers. And a social media influencer then is paid, depending on their followers and their platform, their audience. Addison Ray is being paid between $100,000 and $250,000 per post if it's a sponsored post. And sometimes with popular social media influencers, they will endorse a product or they'll have a different outfit on or they'll be drinking an energy drink or they'll say, this is the greatest pair of shoes I've ever worn or you really should try this restaurant or whatever the case may be, they're influencers. And so why are we talking about social media influencers? What does that possibly have to do with you as a private school leader? Well, we can actually learn a great deal from the most successful social media influencers. And trust me, because on today's episode of the Private School Leader Podcast, we are going to answer this question together. What if your head of school was a social media influencer? But before we get into that, I want to say thank you for listening to the podcast by giving you a free gift. It's called The Seven Steps to Having Successful Meetings with Upset Parents. And this guide is an 11-page PDF <clears throat> that gives you a step-by-step -step plan to have better meetings with the parents at your school. And you can grab this free guide at theprivateschoolleader.com meeting. If you want to feel more confident and less stressed when you meet with a parent, then get the seven steps to having successful meetings with upset parents at theprivateschoolleader.com slash meeting. And I'd like to ask for a favor. If you've gotten value from any of these podcast episodes, would you please share it with one other school leader in your life? Think about a school leader that you know that you haven't shared the podcast with and send them the link. And also, I'd love it if you would just take a moment and think about an aspiring leader at your private school and share the podcast with them. I think you have good instincts. 
I think you see the rising stars, the rising leaders in your school. And I'd love it if you could share the podcast with them so that I can help as many leaders as possible with this content. So thank you so much for listening and thanks for helping spread the word. So let's talk a little bit more about this word influence. The definition for influence is the capacity to have an effect on the character, development, or behavior of someone else. And so when you think about it, influence, we know that things can influence someone's behavior. I'll give you another example. So in late September of 2023, Taylor Swift started dating Travis Kelsey, a tight end from the Kansas City Chiefs. And Taylor Swift showed up at a football game when the Chiefs and the Bears were playing in Kansas City. She showed up at Arrowhead Stadium and was sitting in a luxury box. All right, fine. You know, late September, a Sunday in late September. But here's the influence that happened in the next week. Sales of Travis Kelsey's jersey went up 400%. Travis Kelsey's podcast with his brother jumped to number one overall on Apple Podcasts. He, uh, Travis Kelsey, added almost 400,000 Instagram followers in one week. And then probably most importantly, that show, or excuse me, that game, the Chiefs-Bears, had a 63% jump in female viewers ages 18 to 49. And if you know anything about marketing, anything about the media, anything about sales, the most coveted group of people to be watching anything or listening to anything are females ages 18 to 49. So that is influence. You know, and I was thinking about other, uh, I was in getting ready for this episode, I was looking at some other social media influencers and, you know, some people roll their eyes and are like, yeah, well, they're just famous for being famous and they don't really have real jobs and they don't work. And, you know, I would never buy something from some person on Instagram just because they said that I should, I would never blah, blah, blah. And we just kind of roll our eyes. And I was kind of the same way until I stopped and I thought about Michael Jordan. And see, Michael Jordan was drafted in the summer of 1984 to the Chicago Bulls, and his rookie season was my senior year in high school. And to this day, Michael Jordan is my favorite athlete of all time in any sport. And I'll tell you what, he came out, and he's playing in the NBA, and he's got a sweatband on uh, his left forearm. He's got baggy shorts. He's got, of course, Air Jordans on his feet. And his tongue's hanging out as he's flying around dunking and uh, winning rookie of the year. Well, I can tell you this. During my senior year of high school, uh, I love playing basketball. And I was on the basketball team. And whether I was at practice or whether I was playing pickup, I can tell you this for a fact. In 84, 85, 86, I had a sweatband on my left forearm. And I was wearing baggy shorts. And I had Air Jordans on my feet. And probably some of the time my tongue was hanging out when I was playing basketball because I wanted to be like Mike. I wanted to be like Michael Jordan. And so we all know what it means to be influenced by someone. Trends, endorsements, all that kind of stuff. But specifically, what I want to do on today's episode is talk about how we can learn seven lessons 
from social media influencers that we can apply to leading our schools. So what are these seven lessons? Number one, know your audience. Number two, authenticity. Number three, communication. Number four, consistency. Number five, adaptability. Number six, relationship building. And number seven, resilience. And these are all things that I'm going to break down. These are the keys to being a successful social media influencer. And we're going to break them down and apply them to your leadership. And I hope that you will get value from this episode. So number one, know your audience. Okay. So I know that you, neither you nor I, have 5 million followers on Instagram. But you know what we do have? We have an audience. We have a platform. We have a following. And we have a sphere of influence. And so I want you to think about it that way is, is that your audience, you know, it's not like they are all, you know, paying money to show up to watch you work, to watch you, um, you know, figure out the recess duty schedule or to, um, you know, have the meeting with a parent. They're not all showing up paying thousands of dollars to, you know, watch us like people would to watch a concert or a professional sports um, event. But you have a sphere of influence. And these are the people in your life that, you know, your family, maybe your next door neighbors, maybe the cashier at Walmart, maybe the person at the bakery where you stop in every once in a while, maybe the barista at Starbucks. These are people that we interact with. But also, just think about at work, you know, the, the students at your school and their parents and the teachers that you supervise and the teachers that you don't supervise and the uh, colleagues on the leadership team. And so we have to know our audience. We have to know who is in our sphere of influence because here's what you need to know. And I know you know this, but I want to remind you. Our sphere of influence, our audience, our platform, our following, whatever you want to call it, they are always watching us. And that's a lot of pressure as a leader is that, you know, we make a mistake and then it's second guessed and, or we have a bad day and we kind of lose our temper in a meeting. Um, maybe we're out and about in the community and, um, you know, we're feeling like we have to act a certain way or dress a certain way because we are always on, or we feel like public property or all of those things. And, you know, we can look at that as something that's, um, a, a curse, a burden, or we can look at it as a, a blessing and a responsibility. And so the bottom line is, no matter how you look at it, the fact that we have people that are in our lives that look up to us or look at us or watch us, however you want to call it, that's a fact, whether we want to argue it or not. And so we have to be aware of our audience. We have to know our audience. And the bottom line is, is that whether we think about it or not, we influence a lot of people and we make decisions that can impact people's futures. And that's a big responsibility. Uh, and we are going to, you know, continue to take that seriously. And so the first thing that social media influencers do is, is that they know their audience and we're, we are going to make sure that we remember that our audience is always our followers, our platform, our sphere of influence, the people in our lives that they're always watching us. All right. Now that might make you feel a little uncomfortable, but what about number two? 
Hopefully this one's a little more comfortable. Number two is authenticity. And so social media influencers are most successful when they present an authentic and relatable persona. And as leaders, we can take a big lesson from that. But let me give you an example, first of all, of what I mean. So there is a uh, social media influencer. Her name is Sadie Robertson Huff. And you may know that name. She came to fame on the show Duck Dynasty, Sadie Robertson. Um, She's a Christian author, actress, singer, public speaker, podcaster. Um, She's written six books. And mainly what she does, she has 5 million followers on Instagram. And, you know, you'll learn that with social media influencers, most of them have a niche. um, And uh, the niche for Sadie Robertson is, um, you know, moms, um, especially stay-at-home moms uh, who uh, work inside the home there with their um, raising the the children during the day. Um, Very difficult job. And what she tries to do is just see them, make them feel seen and heard, um, encourage them. And she's very authentic and very relatable because she's a mom herself. So I want you to think about that for a moment. But like, you might be like, well, why does that matter? I thought all these social media influencers were fake. Well, I'm sure a lot of them are, but m- many of them are not. Many of them are just authentically excited about the stuff that they do. But I want you to think about Sadie Robertson for a second. She's got 5 million followers on Instagram. She's very relatable. She's very authentic. She's just kind of real. But what if Sadie Robertson um, is talking on her post about these new this new brand of uh, maternity clothes that she's tried and they're fantastic? Or this new this um, this brand of diapers that she started using with her kid? Or you know, you should really consider trying HelloFresh um, because boy, that has been a time saver for me. Well, you know what's going to happen, um, at least among those 5 million followers, th- there's going to be a lot of sales because the links are going to be in the in the description. They're going to be in the post. And that's why her posts are sponsored. Uh, when she has a sponsored post, it's fifty dollars or $100,000 per post. And so that's how social media influencers make money. And no one wants to follow a fake. And, you know, I'll just speak personally Um, there's a, there, I like, okay. So brief sidebar here. When I was, um, a kid, I was obsessed with, uh, Star Wars and I also really like comic books, specifically Spider-Man. And in the seventies, you know, liking science fiction movies and comic books, you were kind of a nerd and you were looked at as kind of a weirdo. Um, but now we've got Comic-Con San Diego and we've got the Marvel Cinematic Universe and, you know, we've got Star Wars and the prequels and the sequels and just all of this stuff. And there's a guy named uh, Eric Voss and he has a, a YouTube channel called um, New Rockstars. And he breaks down, he does videos where he breaks down um, different um, episodes on TV like Disney Plus or movies that come out, you know, of these types of movies, science fiction, comic book movies, things like that. And he is just so over the top enthusiastic. But then after watching him for a while with these breakdown videos, I realized, you know what? It's not over the top. It's just that he loves this stuff that much and he just authentically loves it. And so for us as school leaders, you know what? I said it before, we need to be, no one wants to follow a fake we need to be genuine. We need to be transparent. And, and that creates trust and loyalty from our, from our team. And also, I just want to say that when I was a younger leader, 
um, being authentic, being really being myself, being a little bit vulnerable. That was something that I didn't do very often because I thought it was a show of weakness and just always wanted to put on this persona that, um, was faking it, that I, you know, knew what I was doing, that I had it all together and that everything's fine. Well, that's exhausting to try to be someone that you're not. And if you, um, if you need more proof of that, I'll give you proof. And that is if you're an introvert and you're out at a party for the evening and you have to socialize all evening, when you get home, you're going to be exhausted because introverts, when they're trying to be extroverts or have to be put in situations to be extroverts, it's exhausting. But similarly, if you're an extrovert and you want to be around people and you love being around people and always have something going on and always talking and socializing, and then you go somewhere for several hours where it's just you by yourself, then that's exhausting or super stressful. My point is, is that we need to be authentic because that's what followers want. That's what our team wants. That's what our teachers want. And so while it might seem like it's hard to do because we have some imposter syndrome and we want to pose as we know what we're doing and we've got everything together, got it all together, um, we want to be authentic and relatable. And that's what um, does, that's what helps social media influencers do really, really well. All right. On to number three, communication. So social media influencers excel with their communication and they're very engaging with their audience. And the more effective they are in engaging, then um, the more uh, followers they get, the more likes they get, the more um, money they get for sponsored posts. And so what can we learn from that? Well, we can always improve our leadership skills. And that allows us to connect better with our team. And we know about listening and showing empathy and not listening with the intent to respond and making sure that people feel seen and feel heard and validating their feelings. I've done several episodes on effective communication. And I just feel like in our world today, everyone, or not everyone, but a lot of people just seem like they're upset about something all the time. And that's especially true online. And it's just you know, it's zero to 100 as far as like the, the how upset people are. But I want you to imagine something for just a minute, okay? I want you to literally imagine this. I want you to imagine that you're outside for recess. And let's say that your school either has a field, um, an athletic field, and that's easy for you to imagine. Or if you don't have an athletic field, there's probably a street that um, is that runs right next to your school, okay? So you're out there. And you hear this noise and you look up into the sky and here comes this little small plane, like a, a two passenger airplane that's coming in and it lands right on the athletic field or it lands right on the street next to the school. And it's just, a, it was just a random Wednesday at recess until that happened. And it's like, you just watched a plane land on, on the, on the field, the athletic field at your school at recess. Well, here's the thing. You're never, ever going to forget that. Every time you go out for recess, when you look at that field or when you look at that street next to your school, you're going to remember the day that that plane swooped in and just kind of came to a soft landing on that field. All right. You don't want to know why? It's because rare things are remembered. And you want to know what's rare and what's really remembered is when you use communication skills, when you speak to someone and you're calm and we're kind and we're encouraging and we 
validate their feelings and we listen, we really listen. Those things are rare and those things are remembered. And when we can do that, when we can communicate like that with our team and our, and our parents and our colleagues, then we're going to be better leaders. All right, number four on our list, consistency. So social media influencers, they have to maintain a very consistent posting schedule and a very consistent style with their posting. And most of them are not on one, just one platform. So they'll be on TikTok, they'll be on Instagram, they'll have a YouTube channel. Sometimes they'll also be on other, several other places, but ultimately they have a consistent posting schedule and style. And the ones who are most effective and have the most followers and, and the most engagement as far as the metrics for engagement, they are the ones who post consistently. So what can we learn about that? Well, you know, I'm always trying to be more consistent. And I think that people are looking for consistency from us. And I'll give you a couple of examples. One is for us to have a consistent and predictable mood. And I've mentioned before on the podcast that the, the least favorite game show for your teachers to play is the game show Guess My Mood. Please don't make your team guess what mood you're going to be in on any given day or at any given time of day. Part of leadership is having the emotional intelligence to take whatever our emotions are and to not have that impact the way that we're interacting with people. So consistency in our mood, in our decision-making, in our actions, in our integrity, um, and you know, I'm not going to follow someone that tells me the truth 75% of the time. Okay. So if you think about that, it's like, well, okay. What, what if I said, you know, they tell the truth 90% of the time. Well, you, you're kind of not really going to believe a word that comes out of that person's mouth because you're not sure if this is one of those exceptions where they're not telling the truth. And we know that trust comes from consistency over time. And some of you are newer leaders at your or new leaders at your particular school, and you're still trying to build that trust. But one of the ways that you can do it is with consistency and predictability and to just continue, continue, continue with that predictable mood and your actions and your decision making and definitely double down on showing integrity. All right. So we're talking about the seven lessons that we can learn from social media influencers to help us run our private schools. Number one, know your audience. Number two, authenticity. Number three, communication. Number four, consistency. And number five, adaptability. So social media influencers have to adapt to the changing trends, audience preferences. You know, YouTube shorts wasn't a thing a couple years ago. Um, TikTok wasn't really a thing before 2019. Um, and you know, there's been plenty of things. Remember MySpace? I mean, everyone thought MySpace was here to stay and then it was gone. And so there's going to be the next thing and there's going to be the next way that audiences want to engage with content. And so social media influencers have to adapt and change and be aware of the trends and how audiences prefer to engage with their content. And if they're adapting, 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 then they're going to be able to maintain not only their followers, 
but their engagement and also the amount of money that they're going to make with sponsored posts. So what can we learn from that? Well, we have to adapt and we have to be flexible and we have to be open to change in our leadership styles. And we have to be remembering that, you know, we can't just lean into, well, we've always done it that way. Or, you know, our handbook or our dress code hasn't changed in 15 years. And so that's a good thing. Is it a good thing? But here's what I want to remind you of when it comes to adaptability. If you are a school leader or a teacher, and most of you were during uh, March of 2020, and COVID hit, and all of a sudden we had to decide how to build a new school within a school, and we had to figure out how to do school in person in the fall of 2020, and have some people zooming in, have some people in person, maybe even have a teacher with health issues zooming in. I mean, when we think back on it, it's a little bit like it was this bad dream, but we did that, and we figured it out, and we adapted. And so now we're wrestling with uh, artificial intelligence and chat GPT, and then there'll be something next. There's always something next that's going to impact our schools, impact our leadership, impact education, impact enrollment, impact our budget, impact our schools. And so what's the most important thing for us to be able to do? It's for us to be nimble and agile and to adapt Because the one thing that is 100% for sure that is going to happen is change. And as soon as we get comfortable with something, then, you know, that thing changes. And so we have to be adaptable if we want to be effective private school leaders. All right. Number six on our list is relationship building. And social media influencers build and nurture relationships with their followers through the content that they put out there and uh, whether it's, you know, funny or if it's a dance or if it's just relatable um, uh, encouragement or relatable humor or even sports analysis or observations on things that are going on in the world, whatever the case might be, it's that relationship building and they nurture that relationship. And as school leaders, we need to continue to build strong relationships with our teams and with our colleagues and with our parents and with our students. And I was thinking about this today that, you know, back in 1993, 1992, November of 1992, my wife and I, we, uh, we decided to build a house and uh, we had been living in an apartment for three years my wife's father uh, was a builder and um, decided to buy a lot and build a house. And so we found the last lot in a, a housing plan and we quickly figured out why it was the last lot and, you know, just issues with the lot, how steep it was and just all these things. But anyways, long story short, it was from November of 1992 until June of 1993 when we were able to move in and there were blizzards and there was a, a hurricane in Florida, Hurricane Andrew, that doubled lumber prices. And there were all of these twists and turns along the way. It took a lot of time. It took a lot of hard work. We did almost all, we did a lot of the work ourselves. And, you know, building a house takes a long time. Planting crops in the spring and plowing the fields and then watering them and fertilizing them and then the harvest, that takes a long time and a lot of work. 
building relationships takes a lot of time and a lot of work. And you know what? It is even worse when we don't feel like it. And so when we need to invest in that relationship, we need to make that phone call, we need to jot, we need to write that note of encouragement, we need to send that text, we need to have that conversation, we need to talk to that person when they stop by our office. And when we don't feel like it, that's really, really hard. But as leaders, we do it anyways, because we know that we're making investments and we're building those relationships. All right. And then number seven and last on our list of leadership lessons from social media influencers, number seven is resilience. So social media influencers, the ones who quit, even when they're really popular and they're making a lot of money, usually it's because of the negative comments that they receive. And social media influencers, probably at least half of their comments are negative. Um, You've heard the term haters. There's a lot of haters out there. And let's say it's um, a person who this Addison Ray, you know, and, and whatever she does with her TikTok dances, and now she's an actress and a singer, and probably half of her comments are about people saying that she's trash and that she can't sing and that she's a terrible actress and that she's ugly and all this stuff. Well, we know as school leaders that we face criticism. The higher you go up in leadership, the more you are open to criticism. And we have to persevere through those setbacks. We have to develop that resilience and put on that quote unquote suit of armor to not let it, those, those comments, that feedback, those negative things that happen to penetrate our um, suit of armor and, and to get us emotionally. You know, I was talking to one of my teachers recently and he had gotten a, an email from a, a parent a lot of capital letters, a lot of exclamation points. And I I was talking to him about putting on that suit of armor, pretending that the words of that parent are arrows. And when they hit the suit of armor, you're going to hit, they're going to hear them. You might even feel them, but they're not going to penetrate your emotions. You're not going to own the emotional negative energy that that parent was sending out with that email. And um, that actually helped him, that, that visual analogy of kind of how to engage or not engage or how to engage and not let it affect you emotionally when people say things that are hurtful. But you know what? It's really, really hard. And, you know, I think that sometimes our greatest influence as leaders comes from how we react when we are facing difficulties. And there's a famous quote that says, anyone can steer the ship when the sea is calm. Anyone can steer the ship when the sea is calm. And we, unfortunately, we have to steer the ship when the sea is rocky. And we have to develop that resilience and that stamina when we are facing those difficulties, whether it's negativity from parents or the board or or the team or whether it's just difficult things that happen in our school. And we can do that and we will do that. And so the big takeaways from today's episode, seven leadership lessons from social media influencers. Know your audience, your sphere of influence, the people that are your, um, in, your, in, your, in your, uh, your world, your teachers, your students, your parents. 
they are, are watching you and you need to know who your audience is. Number two, authenticity. We want to be authentic and relatable, a little bit vulnerable and just be real. Number three, communication. Um, we are going to, you know, rare things are, are remembered and like that plane landing on the athletic field and rare things like communicating with empathy and kindness and really listening and um, validating feelings. That's how we're going to communicate. Consistency, we're going to have a consistent mood, consistent actions, and especially be consistent with our integrity. Adaptability, we're not going to get stuck in the rut of we've always done it this way, but we're going to be open to better ways of doing things. Number six, relationship building. We know that that takes time and effort, especially it's hard when we don't feel like it. And then number seven is resilience. And when that negativity comes that we're going to be able to guard our hearts and not let that be the thing that derails us when we are leading our schools. And I like to end every episode with a call to action. So what I'd like for you to do is pick one of these seven lessons and then sometime in the next week, just take 10 or 15 minutes and think about it and think about one action that you could take to improve in this area of your leadership. So one, one of the lessons and just one action that you can take and then take that action. And I'll have all of this in the show notes for you so that you can um, review those when at your leisure. So I want to wrap it up by reminding you that I have created another free resource for you, and it's called The Top Six Ways to Protect Your School from a Lawsuit. This is a 10-page PDF that will help you to keep your staff and students safe and help keep you and your school out of court. Litigation is expensive, time-consuming, and very stressful, and this common sense guide will help you get more intentional and proactive when it comes to protecting your school. And you can get the top six ways to protect your school from a lawsuit at theprivateschoolleader.com slash lawsuit. And that's a thank you gift for you for listening to the podcast. And if you're getting value from the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. Shoot me an email at mark.o.minkus at gmail.com. That's M-A-R-K dot O dot M-I-N-K-U-S at gmail.com. And let me know how it's going for you with maybe a new strategy that you're trying or email me with your biggest pain point and maybe that will turn into an upcoming episode. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Show notes for today's episode are at theprivateschoolleader.com slash episode 55. And a new episode of the podcast comes out every week on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm on Instagram at the private school leader and Twitter at the PS leader. And once again, if you got value from this episode, please share it with another leader in your life or an aspiring leader at your school. And I've been your host, Mark Minkus. I just want to say I appreciate you and all of your hard work that you're doing to serve the students and teachers and families at your school. And thank you so much for taking some of your precious time to join me here today. And I will see you next time right here on the Private School Leader Podcast. And until then, always remember to serve first, lead second, and make a difference.